Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, we're talking all about Monopoly, everyone's least favorite board game. But what you might enjoy are some fun facts between tokens and versions, a history and more. We're going to talk everything Monopoly coming up on this Up for Debate. This is Up for Debate, episode number 71, recorded January 19th, 2016, all about Monopoly. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, uh, the show that, like Monopoly, will ruin your friendships. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by our very own Rich Uncle Pennybags. It is Matt Mariani. (laughs) Go to jail, Mr. Sean. Do not pass go. And please do not collect $200. Collect $400 instead. Hey, I like this. I game. mean, that was, that was the house rule. I don't know if you had that house rule where if you land on go, no. If oh, you land on go, if you, land on go you get yeah. $400. That's right. Now, did you do the rules where... Landing on go gives you $400. Now, did you mm-hmm. did you stuff money under free, park. free parking? Yeah. I, st- I stuffed all of the... Basically, all the money... That you have to pay in taxes and in like anything that goes to like chance or uh, community chest, all that money goes to free parking. The way I play it now, this led to a really interesting. On, on Christmas Eve, I played an epic, epic Monopoly game with my family. I was on the verge of being eliminated, um, and then I landed on the free parking square. I got. 20 i counted it out 26 hundred dollars wow from landing on the square and it's it saved my life i was able to build rebuild all the houses i sold because i had a monopoly on the orange spaces um the oranges are always my favorite by the way i know everybody kind of has their favorite little section i like the oranges um i feel like it's just the right amount like it's just far away from jail where as soon as you you know you get out, there's a really big chance that you could land there, and there's a high probability of of somebody going to jail at least once. Each player going to jail at least once per game. So it kind of like it, there's something that's constantly bringing you back to that part of the board. And I, I've always liked the orange uh, squares right there. Oranges and the reds do well. Well, the reds as well. Yeah, I read they actually did like a they ran like a. a 100,000 simulations of Monopoly to find out the best spaces. And they found out that, um, if I remember correctly, it's the corner of the board with the red and the orange spaces where they intersect around yeah. free parking. If you can if you mm-hmm. can claim those two Monopolies, like yeah. the chance of winning goes go. through the roof, because apparently that's where most people, I don't know why, but yeah. I guess. That makes sense. Well, I think it's the jail hypothesis that, you know, everybody will at least go to jail, will go to jail at least once per game, usually. I think it's a very rare game when a player never goes to jail. Between landing on the spaces or rolling doubles three times or um, really landing on the spaces, that mean, that's that that gets everybody in. I think there's a card, isn't there a card, go to jail, mm-hmm. like a... Is there a chance card that sends you to jail? I'm pretty sure. I yeah. I so like, yep. Mm-hmm. I feel like your your odds of going to jail are pretty good during the game. Um, and then you have to remember and then those two. Are right inside jail. Exactly. Five spaces, but you're rolling two dice, so the odds of you yeah. 
you know, you've got a, a so, greater than 50% chance of landing on orange or, or red. So you're probably right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's, that's why that's always kind of been my strategies. Try to get the orange and the, and the red. Um, now, I mean, granted the, the best strategy I think is just to buy is buy a property every time you land on it because, oh, well, why wouldn't I don't you? know who would do that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've, I've encountered some people that'll be like stingy and they'll be like, nope, I don't want that property. Like I'm going for this one. I'm going to save my money. But I mean, you, you have that money to spend it on the property. I don't know what else you're going to do with the money other than pay other people to land on their, on their spaces. So, well, Matt, we've got a lot to get into with monopoly before we do that. I just want to remind people of a few things. Um, one, um, we're streaming live on Facebook right now at facebook.com slash up for debate TV. We occasionally do that Thursday nights, roughly 7.30 Eastern, but you really should just like the page because then you'll know when we go live. And Matt, we got something new this week. We're trying out for the first time on this program. What are we trying out? We have cutting edge technology, all right? It's not VR. It is a phone number, Matt. We have a phone number, an actual, honest to goodness phone a number. phone number. 508-644-TECH. That's 508-644-8324 is the phone number, Matt. And you know why we have a phone number? Because we're awesome? Because we're awesome, Matt. And that's so people can call us in one of two ways. Either if you call us live while we're doing the show, you will actually, like, enter the call of the show. Like, you'll call into the show. We'll pick it up and you'll talk to us as we're doing the show live. All right, it's a, re- a call Skype directly, That's calls Matt and I. We'll, t- we'll take your calls. We'll take your feedback live. If we're not live, you can still call the number and leave us a voicemail. Let us know your thoughts on what we're discussing. And if we like what you have to say, we'll play it next time um, and, and cover your feedback on the show. So, again, 508-644-TECH, T-E-C-H. That's 508-644-8324 is the phone number. Um, so, thanks for watching. Um, and so... I don't expect a lot of calls. We don't tend to get a lot of live viewers, but that's okay because you can still call in on the voicemail. Uh, Matt, it's a toll I, I was going to tell you before we went on the air and then I forgot. Um, <laughs> can you share the live link on your Facebook page? Yes. While I we're doing this? Share that on my page. Um, while you're doing that, I'm going to get people started here on our discussion this evening. Monopoly the Game, originally called the Landlord's Game, first appeared in 1903. Um, when a woman who actually was anti-monopolies, her name was Elizabeth J. Maggie Phillips, um, created a game that was supposed to explain monopolies um, and as an educational tool to illustrate the negative aspects of concentrating land in private monopolies. Um, She self-published it in 1906, and the rest is history. Um, It wasn't called Monopoly until 1933 and was sold by Parker Brothers around that time. Um, And it's had quite a long history of... um, being a very successful board game in America. Um, yeah, as of January 2017, there have been over 300 different mm-hmm. versions of the game of Monopoly. Um, it's pretty exciting. So uh, we're going to talk about just some aspects. I know we did an episode on board games a while back. We talked about just our general likes and dislikes, but there are so many fun facts because the game has been around for so long that I think we're going to have the opportunity to talk about. Uh, and Matt, I want to start with the tokens. And this was uh, suggested to us by our, our good friend and fan of the show, Dan Miller, um, because we had this discussion on Don't Panic this week about a contest that Hasbro is running, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but first, I want to talk about the history of the token. Matt, can you, how many of the, uh, of the current 
Monopoly tokens, can you name for me? There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them in the standard edition games as of today. How many can you? All right. Uh, I'm going to go with <clears throat> the dog has got to be in it. Still. Oh, the, the Scotty dog, everyone's favorite. Sure. Classic. Now, I'm just going to name the, the pieces I remember. You have the dog. There's the my favorite piece, which is the top hat. Oh, of course. It's my classic piece that I always, always play with. Very fancy. Um, is the fancy car still a piece? The race car, absolutely. And the shoe. They, they definitely the wouldn't shoe. take it, the shoe out. Yep. Okay. I think they – did they add a big bag of money? Wow, Matt. That's very good. They actually – we were going to get to that, but they actually ran a contest a in 1998 – for the public to vote on a new playing piece with a margin of 51%, the bag of money was added in 1999. <laughs> However, that piece was retired in 2007, and it's no longer part of the standard Monopoly set. For some reason, I just I vaguely remember a bag, big bag of money. Is there, did they add a cat? They did. That was the most recent one. In 2013, they had a vote, and the cat received 29% of the vote to become the new piece. It replaced... The, the big bag money. The uh, thimble. No, the iron. The thimble is still a piece, so that is one. That's weird. Yeah, you think I would have thought the iron would have stayed. Nope. Why would they keep It's a weird one. Wow. Thimbles, it keeps your finger safe when you're sewing. That That is accurate. So you don't prick your finger. Yep. I was, that was for the fans out there. Young kids um, today, they don't know what thimbles are. Ask your parents. The battleship. The battleship. Yep. Is absolutely. the battleship still a piece? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is the howitzer? Is it a howitzer or a like a, some kind of like anti-aircraft gun? Uh, a cannon. Big cannon. A cannon. Yeah. Oh, man, you Matt, you are way better at this than I thought. The the cannon was added uh, in 1937 uh, and was retired in 2000. Oh. Okay. Uh, the fancy car, I think I said already. Yep, so you're missing just one. Just one piece? Just is one it the, piece. well, we said the iron. Oh, the wheelbarrow. The wheelbarrow, that is exactly correct. There you go. The wheelbarrow, the battleship, the race car, the thimble, the shoe, the dog, the top hat, and most recently added, the cat. Matt is looking, <laughs> Matt is looking very surprised. And very delayed. Oh, we, we've we've lost. Well, we're, we're losing Matt a little bit here. Hang with us, person watching live. Thank you. Call in five zero eight six four four. Tech is the phone number. You can hear me. Yeah, you're breaking I'm up. Still here. All right, he's still here. We got him back. Coming to us live from the International Space Station. It's Matt Mariani. Oh no! And he and like gravity, he's just careened into outer space and is now crashing towards Earth. Are you are you there, Matt? I'm still here. All right, he's back. Yes. Good. All right, all right. Let's keep okay. going here. Yes. So those are your eight current pieces of Monopoly. The aliens let me. Uh, that's very kind of them. Um, they have retired other tokens as well. They once had a purse, a lantern, a rocking horse, a horse and rider. Um, and we talked about some of the other retired ones. But Matt, did you know right now that they are running a new contest to add new pieces to Monopoly? But not only that, they're doing it differently this time because 
all eight pieces are up for grabs. So you can vote for the old ones, you can vote for the new ones, but a mix all of them, whatever get the top eight, are the brand new eight pieces of Monopoly. Hmm. So would you like okay. to, would you okay. like to know okay. some of the available pieces that you can vote for as a fan? Can we write in a piece? Sadly, you are stuck with the super lame ones that they uh, that they force on you. Um, they have such classics as the hashtag, uh, an old '90s cell phone. Um, a jet ski, a T-Rex, a gramophone, um, a roller skate, a monster truck, a turtle, uh, several emoji, a thumbs up, a flip flop. Actually, they have like eight kinds of shoes, um, a rubber ducky, a penguin, slices of bread, which I think is my favorite. Um, it's, it's, you do have a lot of options. I was going to suggest... And I don't know the term for this, but I know there is a term, and it is in the dictionary. The little plastic piece on the tip of a shoelace. It's called that. There's a word for it. You mean at the end of the shoelace? I was going to suggest. What? Hey, Matt, can you do me a favor and turn your video off? Yeah. You got it. All right. I, it, it's better for us to hear what you're saying than to see you all janky. So let's do that. Um, so, yeah, so you mean the little piece at the end of the shoelace, the little plastic like cover that goes over the end of the shoelace? Matt, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. All right. All right. Good. Um, where were we? I can't. I can't hear you, Matt. It's saying internet connection problem. A little. What? I'm only hearing little bits and pieces of you. If you'd like to call in and take Matt's place on tonight's program, you can call us uh, live right now, 508-644-TECH. That's 508-644-8324. We, we've lost Matt, so you can join. Come do the show with me. We can talk about Monopoly. That's 508-644-TECH. Uh, while we get an actual tech out to Matt's house to figure out why his internet connection isn't working. Uh, spoiler alert, it's because his computer is really far from his router. Um... Yeah, it's an interesting debate uh, when you talk about what to do with the Monopoly pieces. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the cat when they added that a few years ago. I'm I'm kind of an old-timey purist. I don't really have a lot of interest in... Although the old 90s cell phone, actually, I am a pretty big fan of. I'm not going to lie. I do like the old 90s cell phone. But the rest of them, eh, not so much. So... Uh, if you have a thought or opinion on uh, on what Monopoly pieces you would like to see added, uh, you can call in and give us your opinion right now, 508-644-TECH. Oh, my God, and we have a phone number, and I know that phone number. Hello? Hello? Uh, listener, you got to turn your radio off so I, I can hear my echo in uh, in your phone. Are you sure you can hear it? 
Yeah, uh, well, I can't anymore, so good. Hey, it, uh, right. it is none other than, I shouldn't put your phone number on the screen, but nobody watches this. My brother Jason is oh, on the phone. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Oh, not much, not much. I, I heard you're talking about Monopoly. Yeah, all about Monopoly this evening, and we were just talking about, did you see this thing where uh, they're voting in new tokens? Ooh, why would they do that? Well, you know, it's they, they always are changing Monopoly. They can't ever get anything uh, proper. You know what I mean? They 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 always yeah, got to try and sell the you know sell you the same game over and over. I bet someone votes in. Well, I bet they vote in that uh, little smiling turd emoji. Oh, oh, you know what though? I don't actually think that's an option. Believe it or not, because they have the the winking emoji. Let me look here. They have the winking emoji, smiling emoji, the one where you're kissing with the heart. And then the crying emoji, uh-huh. and then they have a, actually a Mr. Monopoly emoji. So I think smartly they opted not to have the turd included. Okay, okay. You know, I, I don't get the whole putting an emoji as a pawn in the game because you know the whole point of an emoji is it's like a digital thing. It's it's not meant to be a real thing. So I, I think that's a real poor idea. Was it Milton Bradley makes Monopoly? Um. Yes. Uh, well, it's Hasbro now. Oh, it's Hasbro. Okay. Yes, they. I think they bought Parker Brothers a while back. Wait, 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 wait. What's the difference between Milton Bradley and Parker Brothers? The same company? They're absolutely the same company. Is there one company that makes all the board games in this world, Sean? Or well, are you lying to me? Or... Jay, it's called a monopoly, right? They all own the board games. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did there. Thank you for laughing. Yeah, I see that. No one ever laughs at my bad jokes. Now, 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 the reason I called in is because you know I want to talk about the. Uh, the early 2000s um, online or uh, the dot Internet com edition, Monopoly, the dot com edition. That was my favorite edition. Yeah, we had that as kids. And I, we, I, oof. I used to run you in that one. Yeah, you certainly tried. I don't know if you always did or not. What was it? I, I used to get Linksys and what are some what are those some other good oh, websites was, that were on there? I was just pulling up the um, the listing for it here. Um, oh, oh, where, where, where the railroads were Nokia, MCI, WorldCom, Sprint, and AT&T. Um, uh, yep, yep. Yeah, that was a that was a weird. We actually talked I about think, this on Don't Panic on Monday. Um, it's funny to look back because I think like Alta Vista and Lycos and some of those defunct. Uh, Matt, are you now on the phone, on the line with us? I'm here. Yes, I just joined the conversation. Well, you, well, that's right, Matt. We have our first caller, and it is none other than my brother Jason. Hey, Jason. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the show. Well, I'm glad to be here. All right, cool. We're, we we were just catching up on on some Monopoly fun facts, and he pivoted us into a great um, topic, which is the variety of themes of Monopoly. Because over the years, they've done literally hundreds of variations, and Wikipedia has a fun list of some of the random editions that they've had. And, and, and Jay and I were just talking about the dot-com edition released in 2000, which had all of the internet companies of the dot-com craze as the, uh, the, the, the spaces on the board. And now nice. they're all gone. And uh, Well, yeah, a good chunk of them have <laughs> gone out of business. It is, it, does, it is dated. You would think they would know better than to... Uh, to do that, but I was looking at the list here, and for example, um, they had a where was I looking? They have an NFL edition, and I was going to ask you guys, who do you think is the boardwalk of the NFL edition? Well, 
Now, now wait, when did the NFL edition come out, Sean? There you That's go. And I was just about to say, 1998. Uh, oh, who is... The Cowboys. Gotta be the Cowboys. Oddly enough, I would have guessed the same thing. The Dallas Cowboys are actually the space right after jail. They're pretty, they're pretty far back. Oh, but wow. they're America's team. Come on. In, especially, in 98, <laughs> especially. Like, that's very surprising to me. Who is it? Uh, is it a team or is it like just the NFL? They're all teams. Every 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 street, per se, is a is a team. Hmm. Cool. The Tennessee Oilers are one of them, which is fun. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Uh, San Francisco 49ers. No, good guess, but not quite. No, it is actually they're not even on the board. There are enough spaces for every team, so no, they didn't even make the cut. No, it's the Denver Broncos, believe it or not. I mean, they were on their kind of Super Bowl run right around that time, so I guess it yeah. makes sense. Right. Which one is where are the Pats? The, the 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 Patriots are a yellow space, but the Jacksonville Jaguars are a green space right near the front of the board. So I don't know how they how they put this together. I'm I'm suspect on how uh, on how that worked. What other good uh, versions of Monopoly did they have? Sean? Well, well, they did the Nintendo Collector's Edition in 2006. Now I'm pretty sure you can guess Boardwalk and Park Place. Mario, Mario and Luigi. That would be correct. But can you guess who the the worst spaces? Those purple spaces right at the start of the board. Can you guess who those are? Wario. Wario and Waluigi. Very good. Someone was paying attention. Um, let's see. What else is here? They did... Oh, of course, the Pokemon editions. Um, let's see. What else is in here? Simpsons, SpongeBob, Star Trek, Star Wars. Um, where uh, Boardwalk would be the Imperial Palace, of course. Um, Ooh. I'm reading through the list here. They did one for oh a bunch of cities. They did a Houston one. Look at that. They did um, God. There are just so many of these. An Alaska one. <laughs> where 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 Boardwalk <laughs> is Mount McKinley, and the Park Place is Bald Eagle. <laughs> I think they really there aren't that many places in uh Well well Sean up, up in Alaska they have nothing else to do but play board games. Well I love oh. the the railroads are really the only way you can travel around Alaska, which is White Pass Railroad, Dog Sled, Float Plane, and Cruise Ship. Oh. I'm sorry, if you take a cruise to Alaska, you suck. Oh, but it's so majestic. <laughs> the whole point of a cruise is to go someplace warm and get drunk. Well, for some people, unless you're old. You know, it's funny. Every time I go to the airport, I always see all the old people with their with their little binders for their that their travel agent gave them for their tour. Um, and, yeah, they're usually going to places like that. Not sure why. Interesting. It is. Now, now back on track with this Monopoly, I was just thinking about what, what was it? It came out a couple years ago or maybe even farther back. I, I don't remember. With the uh, electronic bank. A banker or something like that. Yeah. Um, and you could get caught stealing or something. It was like a weird, uh, it kind of ruined the whole point. Cause the whole point is if you're the banker, you can scam people just like the regular banks do in real life out of their money. Absolutely. In 2005, they, yeah. they uh, did a revised version of the game called Monopoly Here and Now, 
and it was the first to have electronic banking where each player got a, a debit card um, where they would swipe and um, be able to digitally track how much money you had and, and what you spent. Yeah, that, that takes away from the, uh, the, the reality of the game. The bank should be able to uh, steal some money or, or short you on your, on your change. I agree with you. I think that um, I, I think that half the fun of Monopoly is, is is whether or not you can trust the banker, um, whoever you've designated that to be. How else are you supposed to figure out which of your friends are jerks? <laughs> exactly. That's a fair point. You know, I would always say I think the the for me the worst thing about Monopoly was trading. Because I felt like that was when things would get out of control for me. It was when it got to the point where basically all the spaces were bought, so there's really nothing left you can do from that respect. And so at that point, in order to make monopolies, either you just keep going around the board and hope someone runs out of money, or you start trading, and then that's where shit just hits the fan. And, and people just start backstabbing and just trashing each other. And Well, my biggest thing was I never wanted to trade because I didn't want to get scammed. I didn't want to get screwed. Yeah, so I, I was the one doing it. No, no, come on. <laughs> I'd always think to myself, what, what, is, what is Sean concocting? What is his major plan here? It's is he going to scam me or am I going to scam him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we didn't ever really finish too many games of Monopoly, I don't remember. No, no, because they go for three hours long and then you get angry at each other and someone kicks the board and then there's, you know, it's ruined. Monopoly sucks. <laughs> it, 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 uh, it really does. Now, now there, isn't there a strategy that allows you to win Monopoly every time? But it, it, I read it online. Um, but it guarantees that the people you're playing with are going to hate you. Oh, sure. Oh, I'm sure that... I mean, this game's been around so long, I'm sure it's been studied to death, and there's all kinds of crazy... Uh... Oh, that's right. I forgot, Matt. We yeah. talked about on the... Uh... On our game show episode, we talked about Monopoly, the TV game show. Yeah, that's right. That was a bad idea. We also idea. talked about Monopoly, the future movie, supposed to be starring Adam Sandler. Yes, but sadly, I think he has since dropped out. No, he's doing, um, I forgot, he's doing the, uh, the Candyland. That's right. But the new version, the, the latest kind of announcement around that is the guy writing the Monopoly movie is the same guy who wrote um, the Truman Show. Oh. So it can really ruin his career pretty good. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't want to back up here, but you said Adam Sandler is starring in a Candyland theme film? He is. We were talking about the um the, the, the Hasbro cinematic universe, which don't laugh, it's really a thing. Um, in which they are doing a very serious number of films, and one of them is um a candy an animated Candyland movie being produced by Adam Sandler's production company, and then one would assume he would be involved. You know, that, that poor guy, you know, he went from making some comedy classics to making just pure crap. It's true. It's true. Um, I, I think he did it to himself, though. I, he even admitted in a recent interview that he only makes these movies so he can go on vacation. I think that <laughs> the most recent movie, Blended, I think he actually said he wanted to go on an all-expense-paid, like, safari so he he's like, let's make a movie, and then like people will pay for me to go on vacation. I mean, you can't really fault him. <laughs> no, 
I just remember how good Happy Gilmore was. God, that was such a good movie. Oh, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, hilarious. Then he just gave now, up. Now, Sean. Yes, sir. Sean, I, I just pulled out of a bag the 1991 uh, uh, Nintendo Entertainment System version of Monopoly. That's right. That's right. That was one. I can see now I got to look up the list of all the Monopoly video games. But yes, the NES edition. Actually, that wasn't too bad. It wasn't great. I don't remember it. I don't remember it. (laughs) I'll have to blow on the cartridge and uh, give it a shot. It still works. I used it like a year ago. So it's. And was it any fun? Um, as fun as Monopoly is normally. Yeah, it's got the it's got those really great like '80s era sound effects where everything's like. Um, so that was pretty fun. Um, much much better than NES Jeopardy. That game sucks. Do we still? Do we? Didn't we have that? We still have it. It's still in the box. But the problem is, you have to manually type in with the with the arrow keys like each letter of the word, and you have to spell it exactly right, or it has a fit. Um, Are you sure it's still in the box? I'm ninety eight percent sure because I thought oh, I just played. I'm gonna have to play. I'm gonna have to play that then. And and like because the questions are from the eighties, there are questions about like you know East Germany, and it's very hard. It's a hard game. Not not quite fun. A historical time capsule. It is. It is. It is. They used to make great things. I don't know what happened. Hmm. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Oh, what's your favorite Monopoly piece there, Jay? Oh, boy. Um, you know, I haven't played forever. Can, can you run through the list of them again for me? I, absolutely. The The current set, uh, the eight tokens that come in standard edition games are Wheelbarrel, Spaceship, or Battleship. Why did I say Spaceship? That, that'd be better. Um, race Car, Thimble, Shoe, Dog, Top Hat, and and most recently added, replacing the iron, is the cat. Why would they replace the iron? Because you, do you remember a couple years ago, they did the internet voting thing, um, and the internet yep. voted to replace the iron with a cat, because it was the internet, and they're terrible. Yes, they are. Um, let, let's see. You know, honestly, I would say, you know, I'd either go with the battleship or the thimble, because... If you're the thimble and you win, then you can, you know, laugh at everyone's face. You know, it's the simplest, the stupidest piece. And I just <laughs> crushed you at Monopoly with it. Or you could be the battleship, be like, you know, I've got a very small you-know-what, but I have this awesome battleship and I just crushed you. Is that really the message you so want to I mean, be sending? <laughs> I think so. I mean, it's, you can look at it from both angles there. And, and so I would choose either one, depending on the mood I was in at the start of the game. Yeah, but then if you lost, the other person could say, you sank my battleship. But that wouldn't be the right. Now you're mixing. Now you're mixing games here. So. I, it's and the Hasbro shared universe. That was a that was a fantastic movie. You know, don't don't bring that movie into this. Rihanna should have won an Oscar for it. She should have. I mean, her performance brought me to tears. Uh, well, let me ask you guys actually. Because so here's a, here's a good question for you guys. In 1998, um, Hasbro ran a uh, poll and asked people to rate the tokens as their most popular and the least popular. Can you? We'll start with. Can you guys guess who America in 1998 voted the most popular token playing piece? Top Hat. No, Top Hat was fourth. Say, Top Hat was fourth. Believe it or not. I'm going to say the car. 
The race car was number one, 18%, followed by Dog. Uh, I guess back then Cannon was still a piece, and then Top Hat was fourth. Can you guess the least favorite? The shitty Thimble. No, Thimble was second least. Um, Wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow. 3% of people like the Wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow was pretty good. Wait, where was the iron? The iron was tied with the uh, with the thimble for the second least favorite. Mm. So pretty clear. I guess people didn't really have any opinions about shoe. <laughs> pretty neutral on shoe. Now, now, Sean, what is the history behind those pieces? What is the history behind those pieces? That's a good question. Um, we talked about some of them. Um, coming and being replaced. So many of the early tokens um, were uh, metal charms and token designed to be used on charm bracelets, but they just took them and used them in the game. Um, then they switched, actually, to being uh, wood tokens during World War II, I'm assuming due to material shortages, um, but then went back to being um, pewter following the war, and then at some point they were replaced with I don't know what current metal they use. Um so that's kind of the, the history, I suppose. All right. Now, now Sean, what, uh, what the city is Monopoly based off of? Oh, that would be Atlantic City, and I'll even give you a fun fact on top of that. Do you know there's a mistake on the Monopoly board? Yes, Sean, I do. Do you, do you know that what mistake it is? Uh, yes, oh, I, I did. Uh, let's see if I can remember it. Um, it's a spelling mistake, isn't it? It is a spelling mistake. I'll, I'll I'll let you out of the hook on this one. It's Marvin Gardens, which um, on the board is spelled like the name Marvin, M-A-R-V-I-N, um, the, the leading yellow property. But in reality, the actual street is Marvin Gardens, M-A-R-V-E-N. Um, uh-huh. The spelling was... Uh, in, the misspelling was introduced um, way back when, when the when their homemade Monopoly board was actually copied in the sold to Parker Brothers. It wasn't until 1995 that Parker Brothers acknowledged the misspelling and formally apologized to the residents of the actual Marvin Gardens. Why would they apologize for that? Because they made a mistake. Do you think that the uh, the people who live in Marvin Gardens were like, with their own personal monopoly sets, they like took out pens and like corrected it themselves. <laughs> I hope so. I hope they had a big like. Honestly, if I were like the mayor of Atlantic City, I would just change the name to Marvin with an I. I mean, that's one of the famous of the street. City, I would just rename my city just Monopoly, monopoly. Town. <laughs> this could be the plot of the Monopoly movie. Um, I would just dress up like Uncle Pennybags every day. <laughs> and I'll, you know what Matt you can do that too in regular life I'm just saying I bet your students would love it no, I, don't, I don't think I honestly don't think they would know what I, what I was doing I don't know if they play Monopoly or know what Monopoly is <laughs> fair enough yeah I don't think the kids are really big at Monopoly these days you know, I, you know I think it's because they just don't have the attention span for it Oh my God! You guys are such old men. Millennials—they can't put down their cell phones for five minutes to play a game of Monopoly. They can't. They can't. They can't put down their cell phones long enough to have a a civilized human conversation. Overrated. Let alone play a board game. Overrated. Hey, look! I want to. Uh, are you guys cool with son? Can we pivot off of Monopoly? Sure. Sure. Jay, Jay, you got to go anywhere? Can you hang around for a minute? 
Uh, well, it depends. What's the next topic going to be? And I'll let you know. Well, it's up to you guys, but I thought it might be fun because you guys actually have something in common that I don't, and I thought might make an interesting topic. You were both uh, history teachers in high schools. You both have degrees in history. You are fans of history. Um, and I did not know if there was something there worth talking about. It's a pretty broad topic, Sean. Well, can you help I mean, me narrow it down? Uh, I mean, what what is the ex- – because I have never been a teacher, thank God. Like, they don't let me do that. Um, in, in fact, they don't let me anywhere near that. So, you know, I, I'm just curious because when I, I remember when I was in school, especially high school, um, I thought at least I got away with a lot of shit. Like, a lot of shit. And I can only imagine, like, if I had a smartphone back then, like, I would be the worst, like, ever. And I didn't know, like... Are kids still little shits? Um, no. You know, it, 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 uh, I guess you've got the good know, ones it, and the it, bad ones, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it, honestly, it's, it, it's, the kids are sort of like adults. You know, they have their on days and their off days. And, uh, some, some days they don't want to learn. And, and, uh, other days, you know, they'll, they'll sit there and they'll, uh, they'll participate. I mean, it, it really just depends. Yeah. Um, it's true. I think that, um, I always like to say that, you know, technology is kind of like a double-edged sword in that it's, it's can be really, really helpful because it gets kids engaged. If you use it the right way, uh, it gets kids interested in what you're learning about and it's, uh, can help them do work, um, better they can it can help them be more productive and more organized but at the same time it's it's a powerful force for evil distraction Mm. at the same time so it's really something that has to be reined in and and kind of directed the right way so then let me ask because that's that's an interesting question for me you know me i'm a technology guy and I'm fascinated because, again, when I was in high school and even college, like, technology in the classroom was like, ooh, we can now put YouTube videos up on the projector. Wow. Um, and, and I'm curious, like, what awesome, cool, like, like, are you strapping VR headsets to kids now and teaching them in cyberspace? Like, what, 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 what's, what, how, how do you, like, help students with technology these days? I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, a lot of it is creating student-centered activities, student-centered projects. A lot of it is project-based based, um, learning because you're trying to get – the idea is to try to get students ready for their careers. So especially in high school, how do you do that? A lot of careers today are collaborative. A lot of them have you working with technology. Um a lot of them have you meeting deadlines on a daily basis or on a, you know, meeting deadlines on a monthly basis or a weekly basis. So uh, using technology to, you know, complete projects and meet deadlines is definitely a big part of it. Um, like I mentioned before, using technology to try to get your students focused and engaged Um uh, having, I think they, they just, 
they learn better when they're they're doing things. Like I, I, I always like the old style of teaching. And I remember my favorite teacher of all time, his style was to just stand up in the front of the room and just kind of talk. And he would just talk for a 45 minute, you know, block at a time. And I, I always was interested in what he had to say, but you had like 20 kids around me just tuned him off, like tuned him out because, and I, I, I would shudder to think what kids today would do to him because kids don't learn that way anymore. Kids can't, they don't like, I think like Jay said earlier, um, kids can't focus for, for that long of an amount of time. So what technology does is it gives them something to be constantly doing and constantly working with, um, whether it's some kind of word processing or putting together a slideshow or I have kids make videos and put together like commercials. Like we did a commercial for the Reformation, like way back the beginning of the year um, where kids had to either advertise, you know, joining the Reformation or staying with the Catholic church in the, the, um, in the 16th century. And that gets them engaged. It allows them to have a little bit of fun, but you're able to sneak some learning in there too. There's just a, a plethora of, of possibilities with technology. Interesting. Interesting. Because I, you know, I just think about how I always, learned best was I do think the sort of age of just lecturing kind of, you know, I don't know how far that can get you, at least not in a sustained nature. I was always a, you know, give me a task and allow me to accomplish it. And then I learn things as I'm doing things. Um, th there needs to be an action taken by both sides to accomplish something. Whereas I feel traditionally it was a little more one-sided in the action that was being taken, usually in the form of a lecture. Right. So um, I'm, I, I think it's interesting that, that that's increasing and then technology allows that to uh, to happen. Yeah, I think it's it really takes the learning um, away from like the it takes the learning um, ability and basically it places the res responsibility for learning on the shoulders of the students. It's kind of like um, like you said, learning through doing. A lot of trial by error, learn as you go, instead of having that all be placed on the teacher, having the, the teacher kind of try to force feed this knowledge into your brain by like talking at you or, um, you know, teaching you in a traditional style. I think that that style is really starting to go ex extinct for sure. And it's because kids just can't pay attention to that, that, uh, style anymore for long at least i think you're right well you know what matt jay uh, we are out of time so sadly we've got to wrap up this conversation jay thank you so much for calling in and joining us your perspective was invaluable and even better you are the first person to ever call in to one of these programs live our first tester of the new phone number i think it's worked great uh and we appreciate oh, you oh boy it. Oh yeah. boy, do I get any prizes? Do I get you know, any uh, free uh, free stuff? How about this, Jay? You ready for this? I'll give you the option. I will send you either a fantastic sticker pack uh, with up for debate stickers. We got don't panic stickers. We got all kinds of stickers. Or I will send you an up for debate tote bag with our logo on it and everything. Your choice. Oh my, Matt, what do you think? What should I go for? 
I think you should ask him to put the stickers in the tote bag. <laughs> yeah, Matt, go with that. Hoping. I want that option. All right, I'll I'll throw some stickers. Make in the it a tote surprise. Bag. Make it make it a surprise, Sean. How's that? You never know what I'll throw in that tote bag. So congratulations on winning that, and thank you, Jay, for calling in. Oh well, my pleasure. Maybe I'll do it again sometime. Anytime. We'd love to have you back. All right, I just hung up on him. Uh, very good, Matt. Cool. Well, that was fun. We know that I love the phone number. I think it's great. Now we just need people to watch live so they know to call in. Yeah, that's but it was so cool. easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm is right. We have to- yeah. Dan Miller is commenting uh, that we have bags. We have tote bags. Yes, Dan. We have tote bags. We have don't panic tote bags. <laughs> What's really funny is uh, this is a little inside baseball, but we're at the end of the show and nobody listens anyway. Um, you know, each year I like to get like little crew gifts for all you guys is just a thank you for doing it for another year and i got all of you tote bags but the problem is the fucking um custom company that i use to make stuff i ordered it three weeks before christmas i still have not received the tote bags what they keep they they they, at this point they're just like we literally have i cannot tell you when you will get them we literally have no idea (laughs) i'm like like you could just guess like how can you just tell me we're never gonna get them and uh so i still don't have them yeah, they're they're paid for. They're ordered. Uh, I ordered them o- over a month ago. I would demand my money back. Well, I would just demand the tote bags for free because at this point, well, they upgraded me to to free two day shipping. Matt, good luck. Good, a lot of good that's going to do. Wow. Me. Yeah, <laughs> don't appreciate that. So anyway, you guys will eventually be getting tote bags, and and I got some extras to give away. Um, but I don't know when it's actually going to come. So mm. eventually. Uh, Matt, anything else you'd like to say before we uh, we wrap things up? Your brother sounds like a cool dude. He is a cool he is a cool dude, uh, and I, I appreciate yes. him calling in. And uh, I think we had a a nice chat about Monopoly. It really, I mean, it, it's it's just bizarre to me. A, a good example of um of of only in America could Monopoly become one of the most successful board games of all time. Yeah, I can't think of any game that inspires so much passionate hatred towards your friends and family. (laughs) I mean, while you're playing, you just get so frustrated. I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the money aspect. Maybe it's the uh, aggressive buying and selling aspect that like maybe it's the the have and have not theme of the game. I don't know. It just it makes people go insane. I think what it is is that it. I, I think it's a combination of the li- the limited amount of spaces, right, and the limited amount of monopolies you can have. I mean, realistically, you could only have what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight monopolies plus the railroads and the uh, utilities. Mm. So if you're playing with four people, at most you can have is two, at most, and even then, that's you'd still have to get all the pieces to make that happen. So it's almost impossible to get all the monopolies, right? Yeah. Combine that with a game that, because of the dice structure and the play structure, takes a long amount of time, no matter how efficient you are. I mean, it's just designed to take a long period of time. It's To me, it falls into that category of games that are intellectually interesting, but not fun to play, like Risk. Like, to me, it's like Risk is too much work to ever be fun. And I feel like Monopoly is very similar, where, like, just in the amount of effort it takes you to play it and be successful at it takes out... That's why, like, you know, Life is a good example of a game that's like, it's not a great game. It's really not. 
but it's easy no. and it's like you can you know like there you get pleasure it's kind of like watching a um i'm trying to think of a terrible actor who makes funny movies but isn't really you know like a kevin hart movie maybe i don't know who's adam sandler maybe it's like watching an adam sandler movie it's like it, it, you, you can't really claim he's like an award-winning actor right but gosh darn it if you don't enjoy it <laughs> yeah yeah i think like the game of life is pretty mindless and um there's not really a whole lot of strategy either. Similar to Monopoly, as much as people say there's a lot of strategy to Monopoly, the real the real strategy it, that comes into, uh, I believe, well, I think you have two areas. I think it's budgeting, like how you buy your houses and your hotels, like when do you buy them, how much do you buy at a time, uh, that and trading are really the the two the two ex- exclusive areas of when you allow strategy to kind of overtake luck and it's required to win. Like you can't not yeah. complete a game of monopoly without doing those things. It, it's true. It, you, you, I would love to see someone play game monopoly and not trade and have no. someone win. It would take you weeks. Exactly. Unless, unless everybody makes massive blunders in their, uh, in their spending. If they, if they try to buy too quickly or they don't buy enough at the right time, it really comes down to budgeting, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, but game of life, you just you spin that little spinner and you watch your guy go and uh, go out, go through through his days. Um, it's it's kind of depressing in a lot of ways. The game of life. Yeah, because it's really you just you start off. And then you like some nice things happen for a little while. You know, you you go to college and you get married and you get a house and. Then all of a sudden, like, bad shit starts happening. You know, it's like your house got destroyed by a tornado, and you lost your job, and your kids are sick. And <laughs> and then eventually, at the end, you get to choose, you know, how you want to retire. You know, mm-hmm. do you want to go to the rich retirement home or the place where, you know, you get bed sores and they abuse you at night? Um, <laughs> and it's like, it is kind of like really a, de- a depressing game. I don't, maybe I should take back uh, claiming life is fun. What, what The part I think is depressing is like, this guy on this board, he's he does way more cool shit than I'll ever do in my life. Like That's true, he lands, he like he be, becomes president, or like goes into space, wins the lottery, or like he lands in space, like yeah, wins the lottery, uh, buys a submarine. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna do any of those things. <laughs> At the same time, granted, like I hope my house never burns down, and I, I hope that like my uncle doesn't con me out of hundreds of thousands of dollars, but. Um, but yeah, actually, um, I think it was in, it was, it was an actual space by the way. And like the 1980s edition of life was like, you land on a space and it's like, uncle gets you to invest in his, basically his Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. Like you lose like $30,000 or something. Matt, this is what we should have talked about on our make our own board game episode. We should have just made a real version of life, like an accurate to life <laughs> version where it's like, you know, Stop buy a pre-owned Honda. You're like, oh, <laughs> all right, sure. You know, like just the really mundane stuff in life. No, to see, in the actual game of life, college would take like 30 spaces instead of just five. That's true. And, and you have a lot more debt. And yeah, I was going to say, and your debt would be like astronomical compared to like 10,000 or some bullshit that it is in this game. No, what it would be, you know, you just get one player who's the one percenter and gets millions of dollars. And then the other players get just enough money to be kept down. (laughs) 
You know, like they never <laughs> save any money, but they still make it every month. Yeah. And in the end, they retire generally broke, but not like super broke. And the billionaire has all the money. <laughs> yep. This is very depressing all of a sudden. True game life. Oh God! All right, Matt. Well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here again. Thanks everybody who uh, who joined us, especially Jay for calling in live. We appreciate it. Uh, the phone number again: five zero eight six four four tech T E C H. That's five zero eight six four four eight three two four. You can call it at any time and leave us a voicemail. Let us know what you think. If you've got thoughts about Monopoly, life, uh, kids these days, you name it, uh, we might play it back on the show. Um, but outside of that, go to our website, upfordebate.tv. All the episodes are there, past, present, and future, audio and video, and all that good stuff. You can also click at the top, Movie League, and that'll keep you up to date on what's going on with our Winter Movie League, currently in progress. We're more than halfway through the season already, and it's very tight right now between Matt and Phil at the top. Um, two very different strategies, but can Phil ride his way to first place on a single movie, Rogue One? We're going to find out. Check it out all season long right there. Um, also, of course, subscribe to us on uh, everywhere you get podcasts, really. Uh, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, uh, most major podcasting apps, uh, SoundCloud as well. So check that out. Lastly, follow us at UpForDebate.tv up, up on Twitter and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash UpForDebateTV because uh, that's where we stream it live Thursday nights at 7.30 Eastern. Uh, Matt, anything else before we uh, stick a fork in it? Um... I'd like to hear from somebody out there who actually chooses the thimble. Come on and, and tell us why you do that. Why do you choose to play as the thimble? You can keep it anonymous. You don't have to admit no. who you are. No. We'll I protect just want your to identity. Just comment on, our, comment on our page. I want to know what kind of person you are. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know what it is about the thimble that you think brings you luck in a game of Monopoly. Or the wheelbarrow. God damn, the wheelbarrow is even weirder. Like, I like the thimble, actually. I, I, get the, I get the thimble. Yeah, you know what? I take that back. I, I get the thimble from like a random perspective. But I think like the, the wheelbarrow, you got to be like a real indie, like a real indie guy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's the super indie piece, the, the, the wheelbarrow. I never understood the reason for the pieces because at first I was like, oh, the pieces must represent wealth and success, right? Because you've got the top hat and the race car and the Scotty dog, which is traditionally a wealthier dog. And the, you know, and then, but then you have the wheelbarrow and the shoe. Battleship. And the thimble. Yeah. Like it's, it's such a, and the, back when they used to have the iron, like it, what an eclectic mix of pieces. God, Monopoly's weird. I honestly think they just saw things that were around their room. <laughs> what, like a battleship? Oh, well, like a little, yeah, like a little toy battleship or something, and like, like a little, like a, um, yeah, like a, oh, there's my shoe. All right, we can put a shoe in the game. I mean, I guess it was what was it? What did I say? 1909 uh, when they invented it. So yeah. maybe there just wasn't that much stuff to pick. No, back it's a great question. Um, all right, well, that's it. We're gonna wrap up here. Thanks everybody for joining us uh, on this episode of Up for Debate, and hopefully we'll see you next time for even more great discussion. Good night. <laughs>